Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you. We welcome you in to the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. You can also hear our podcast. This, of course, is the live show, but the podcast will be right here on our website, KevinSlaytonShow.com, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, any place you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. And I would implore all of our listeners to help us out. We have reached the top 10% in the world among listenership for podcasts out of 3 million plus, all because of you. And the way we can help it grow even further is to go to um, Kevin Slayton Kings Court or Kings Court Kevin Slayton, Google that, scroll down to Apple Podcasts with my name on it, click the three dots in the upper right-hand corner, hit follow, and then, of course, scroll down and write a review. Simple, follow, review, follow, write a review, follow, write a review. Go to Spotify, enter the same things in the search bar, and when you come to the show, there's a bell icon. Click on that, and you can follow us there. And those help. Those things help grow our uh, ratings ability within the podcast industry, and we are right up there. We also found out that we are uh, in the top 150 in the United States alone. You, You can't imagine how many podcasts there are. Like I said, over 3 million worldwide. So thanks to our listeners, we are growing ever stronger, and we are greatly appreciative of all of your efforts in helping us. We have so much ground to cover today, it's laughable, because our government is laughable. And you're going to hear today probably the worst aimless meandering 
in a speech that anyone's ever done on the international stage, or for that matter, even a grade school stage. And it's coming out of the mouth of the supposed leader of the free world. You're going to hear that. You're going to hear that this morning. It's going to frighten you because this is the guy that's representing our country internationally. You're going to hear that. And I'll get to what else you're going to hear, but first I want you to hear this about stl-cars.com. Don't go through the headache process this weekend if you're in the car buying mode of going from dealership to dealership to dealership. It drives you crazy. You feel like somebody's lying to you all the time. Instead, call 314-309-3633 or text to that number, 314-309-3633. And here's what you can do. You go to stl-cars.com. You browse their inventory of cars, SUVs, trucks, Pick out the one you want, or if they don't have what you want, when you call or text that number, tell them what you want. Tell them the price you want to pay. They'll find it for you. You just pick it up and drive it away. Pretty simple. In fact, it doesn't get any easier. STL-Cars.com, 314-309-3633. And before you get worried about anything, I've bought three cars from them myself, three SUVs. My son just bought one. It was delivered to him from Alabama. One of mine came from Tennessee. And I'm telling you, the price and the selection cannot be beaten. STL-cars.com. Ask for Don when you call or text. Tell him we sent you. It's a great way to start your weekend if you're looking for a car. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Project Veritas caught Pfizer One of their top executives, one of their top research and development people, saying that Pfizer is going to, in their lab, create another mutant of the coronavirus, try to control it, and I suppose unleash it on the world so they can have you pay for more vaccines. This is how corrupt this country is. I'm not making that up. You're going to hear it. And you're going to hear Dr. Robert Malone's reaction to it probably the leading epidemiologist on this COVID issue in our country. And, of course, as a result of that, our government has tried to destroy his medical career. Isn't that a beauty? Here's one guy fighting against the system, fighting against all the lies everybody's been told. And what does the government do? They don't thank him. They don't send him a million-dollar gift certificate to anywhere in the world. They try to destroy him. That's what you have here in this country. And what happens with Pfizer? When this news gets out, big tech tries to protect them. You'll hear Biden the unifier today take off after mega Republicans. I'm going to play for you Adam Schiff's new ad that he's running for Senate. You're going to love this. The little whining baby pig is crying in the mud again. Poe widow Adam Schiff, and then he begs for money. It's classic. It's classic Schiff. It's classic Democrat. Karine Jean-Pierre will be along to lie about some bogus claim that Biden has instituted and the liberals have instituted is that Republicans want to cut Social Security and cut Medicare and Medicaid. Now, they made that up, but they keep pushing it, and they know that by pushing it, people will believe them. You'll hear evidence of how people believe what they hear in the media later on today from Michael Schellenberger, 
He's a journalist who was uh, gifted with the last batch of Twitter drops. And he will give to you the evidence of how these liberals, through the media and big tech, shape the narrative that many people believe. It's scary how Stepford-like this country is. Senator Kennedy will tell you what he thinks about the lies regarding Medicare, and so will Larry Kudlow. Douglas Murray will be around to talk about how the teachers are sneaking CRT into the curriculum without the parents knowing it. Today there's a video supposed to come out from the prosecutor's office out there in the Pelosi neighborhood where they've been trying to hide that body cam video of the police. But different news agencies, including Fox, have sued in order to obtain the video, and so it's coming out today after a judge ruled that it had to. Now, why would you think the DA was hiding it? Because it didn't benefit their case, that's how. That's why. You'll hear Gavin Newsom blame Jesse Waters of Fox, pretending like he doesn't know him, and then blaming him for all of the bad Pelosi publicity. Well, it is true that Mr. Pelosi, Mrs. Nancy Pelosi, or Mr. Nancy Pelosi, I should say, got a DWI. And since his wife is the speaker, that was newsworthy. But what is Newsom talking about? You'll hear about it. You'll hear about Brian Claypool, who's a defense attorney, issue a warning to Gavin Newsom as well. And how the media has portrayed David DePape, who was the alleged perpetrator of the crime at the Pelosi home. And then hear what his neighbors say about him. And you hear two starkly different descriptions. My description is he's just a whack job. And I think that encompasses all of it, doesn't it? If you're a whack job, doesn't that encompass all bizarre behavior? Sure it does. Stuart Varney is going to warn us about what's happening with the economy thanks to Biden, even though he's running around touting what a great economy he has and that mega Republicans are trying to stop it. When you hear this aimless meandering speech today, there's a segment in there where he makes a fist, grits his teeth like this, and just so angry. I mean, you can just hear it. The video enhanced it, but you'll be able to hear it, how nuts this guy is. And as nutty as he is, the Republicans are always stuck in the mud by people like Lindsey Graham, who will be here to tell you that he's certain that Biden has no ulterior motive with these documents. You might as well just be reading from the Democrats' playbook, Lindsey Graham. Pathetic. And Joy, the bigot Reed, the hopelessly bigoted Joy Reed, goes after Tucker Carlson, calls him a white supremacist, and that he should be prosecuted thanks to Sheila Jackson Lee's new proposed law against white supremacists. The problem is Reed thinks she's got the upper hand, and then after, after saying what she says, which is all slander about Tucker Carlson, she then turns it over to Sheila Jackson Lee, who completely shoots Reed right out of the sky. Basic, classic stuff. Willie Wilson is a Chicagoan who's running against Beetlejuice for mayor. He'll tell you why. And Rebel News caught up with a a CNBC producer in Davos, Switzerland, by the name of Patrick Allen. You'll hear what this coward did. And then after he thought, the Rebel News folks were out of earshot, threatened them, threatened to punch him in the mouth. That's the liberals for you. But you know what I always notice? 
Every liberal coward that threatens to hit somebody never does. Either hit them or shut up. The big threateners, that's what these liberals are. We're going to threaten you. Oh, we're going to get you. Oh, shove it. You're not going to get anybody, you cowards. You don't have the capacity to get anybody. It's unbelievable. I'd like to see these people come and try to get someone's guns. I'd like to see these people try to come and get someone's gas stove. I'd like to see these people come and take away your uh, gas-operated cars. I'd like to see that happen. Try it with any ordinary American. See what happens to you. Tough guy liberals. Give it a shot. I welcome you. Because that will be the Lexington and Concord moment in the civil war that starts in this country. That will be the first big shot heard. Go ahead and try it. I dare you. Just give it your best. Because you're tough. I mean, you want to punch people. Biden wants to take Trump out behind the schoolyard and beat the crap out of him. This Patrick Allen wants to punch a reporter. Liberals are all tough guys with their mouths, but they never follow it up. Did you ever notice that? What a bunch of candy asses. They're sickening and they're destroying our country every single day. And what do we do about it? Nothing. We vote. But we had more Republicans than Democrats vote in this midterm election. And how did the Senate remain in control of them and actually improve? People, I've encouraged you to do something. Whatever small thing you can do, even if it's, and I always use this example, being a volunteer at a polling place during an election, even if it's that. But more importantly, make your voice heard to Hawley, Schmidt, any politician in your district, your congressman or woman, your local mayor, let them all know what you think of them and the job they're doing. And don't stop. Be a pest. It takes a two-minute phone call every single day to Josh Hawley's office. Every single day. That's what we need to do. I'm going to do it. I think thinking about that last night. How do I annoy these people? Every single day, just call them. Think about what you do every single day. All right, You might go to lunch. You get up, you go to work. You might do something like blow your time, waste your time after work. Blow two minutes. Call Hawley's office. Call Schmidt's office. Call the governor. Call your congressman or woman. If you live in the 1st District, it doesn't do any good to call Cory Bush, so don't waste your time there. Call someone else. Maybe it will have an effect. But the Tough Guy Liberal Act is getting old. So let's begin with the absolute corruption of Big Pharma. Pfizer is now planning, and in fact working on, creating a mutant to the COVID virus in order to have more vaccines to sell. You think I'm making that up? This is Jordan Tristan Walker, who's the director of research and development at Pfizer, caught by Project Veritas on a camera inside a restaurant. 
You know the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can properly develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. It be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, goes everywhere. Wow. And he also told the reporter, now listen, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not on tape or anything, am I? Because I don't want this to get out. So who better to talk about that than Dr. Robert Malone? Are they really trying to unleash another pandemic, Dr. Malone? It appears, it appears that they are recapitulating exactly what was done at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Right down to serial passage, in their case, in monkeys instead of uh, humanized mice. Um, but the, the buried lead in this is the implicit, the implicit acknowledgement that they cannot construct vaccines fast enough. The virus is outrunning them, and they're having to resort to extraordinary measures. This is an acknowledgement of defeat of their vaccine technology and their platform and campaign. They're saying that we have to go so far out on the edge that we're really crossing a line. We're breaking the law. But we have no other choice because our technology is not meeting the need. We're not able to produce vaccines fast enough to get ahead of these virus mutations. Wow. That's unbelievable. And who's protecting Pfizer now? Big Tech. Congressman Ken Buck has introduced a bill against Big Tech. How are they doing it? Uh, you know, we know that in, in uh, June of 2020, they changed their algorithm to benefit Joe Biden and disadvantage Donald Trump. We know that um, so many conservative uh, newspapers and media sites are buried on page 10 of, of any Google search. And the views that they want to espouse, that they want to promote, are, are found at the top of the page. And so uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that they are protecting one of their other co- corporate giants. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) It is scary, isn't it? That is scary. Mm -mm -mm. They don't care if you know it, right? I mean, they truly don't care. And that's scary. This is dangerous, folks. All of this is very dangerous. If you thought we were joking with you or you thought we were just opining on the dangers of these lies about the coronavirus, you should know by now. You should know in spades what they're doing and what they've been up to. They've already unleashed this deadly vaccine on millions of people in this country, many of which have died. Others have had serious health events as a result. No one No one has become immune to the virus, COVID-19, as a result of the vaccination. No one has become immune to transferring the virus to other people. So don't you scratch your head and say, what's all this about? It's about controlling you. Every step that's been taken by this government since Biden arrived on the scene has been about controlling you. The media has been on board with it for quite a while, even before Biden got there. But they've made no bones about it. Once they got control of the Congress, the House and the Senate and the White House, that was their deal. 
We're controlling you. We're going to spend you into oblivion. You won't be able to afford anything, so you have to come crying to us. Don't you see this? This isn't some conspiracy theory I have. This is flat right in front of my face. They're brazen about it. They don't care if you know. They've stopped at false pretenses. They don't care. Now they're going to create a new mutant, mutant to this virus so that you'll have to go get another vaccine. Those of you who are dumb enough to get one, and I suspect there's still a lot of people who are. <laughs> because if you remember, when the data came back, the science that they always tell us to check, and said that the vaccine did not help you and prevent you from getting infected, and it did not prevent you from spreading it, what was their excuse? Well, but the vaccine prevents you from getting even more sick than you would if you didn't get the vaccine. Remember that? That was a complete lie. Complete and total lie. Pretty incredible stuff, right? At least I think it was. And there it is. And now they're creating a new virus. Right here in the United States, not in Wuhan, China. Right here. That should scare everybody. The question is, will it? We need to stand united against these people. Nobody should ever get another booster or vaccine. You do what you want. I'm just telling you the facts of what the ramifications are. That's not my opinion. The evidence is there. The facts are there. The unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence, that's what we do here. And while all this was going on, all of this corruption from Big Pharma, what was Biden doing? He was traveling all the way into Virginia, 10 miles across the Potomac, to tell everybody how MAGA Republicans are ruining your economy and your life. This ain't your father's Republican Party. This is a different breed of cat, as they say. MAGA Republicans deliberately choose to inflict this kind of pain on the American people. Why? Why? As I said, they seem determined to be the party of chaos and catastrophe. And now these MAGA Republicans have to introduce another bill. It's going to eliminate the IRS, going to eliminate it completely. The only guys who can go in and look at the complicated tax returns that people have and replace the IRS, which I'd be nice, no, no, no taxes, right? Except with a 30% national sales tax. And let me be clear. If any of these bills somehow got passed, the House and the Senate, I will veto them. Wow. Doesn't somebody tell him to stop that? Honestly, doesn't somebody? I will veto them. You sound like the creepiest SOB ever. Ever. One congressman came up with an idea to push a bill to eliminate the IRS. One congressman. Kevin McCarthy said it's not going to even get out of the House because Republicans won't vote for it. So Biden's lying to you there. The same is true of Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. One congressman had a bill to look at it and look for a replacement before it goes bankrupt in about 10 years. To me, that's a smart thing to do. But McCarthy said that won't even pass. So everything this guy's lying to you about now is simply a lie. None of it's true. But he'll veto it. He's such a badass, isn't he? When you see Joe Biden or you think of Joe Biden, don't you just run scared? Wow, that guy could kick my ass. Kids like the hair on his legs, he told us once. Remember that? 
That's not the worst. Here's the worst. Imagine world leaders watching our networks yesterday and seeing this from the supposed leader of the free world. Tell me if this instills fear, even respect, in world leaders, many of whom are our enemies, arch enemies, when he can't even figure out a congressman's name who's well-known in Virginia. Guy had a string of car dealerships before he ran for office. He was the face of the television ads. His name was Don Beyer. Don Beyer. You'll hear who Biden asks for and the accompanying silence. Then you'll hear the anger. You'll hear it all here, but you won't be able to make sense out of any of it. When I was seeking the nomination, I said, take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. I said, that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know. Where's Doug? Congressman. He's around here somewhere. I've been saying this during the last campaign, the off-year campaign. Doug knows. Look, here's the deal. You know, they view the world from Park Avenue. I view it where the wealthy, in fact, you get if everything works well for them, all is going to trickle down and help the rest of us. Well, I come from a background where that never worked. Talk about being deprived of your pride. Look at your child. Your child. If you don't think we have a climate crisis, come travel with me around the country. No, I'm not joking. Go back. Go back. And here we are. No president added more to the debt in four years than my president. I I spoke 25% of our country's entire debt. Anybody know what he was talking about? At any point? Well, I mean, he was searching for some mythical person named Doug, but that person didn't exist. Then when he tried to explain something, I'm not quite sure what he's trying to explain, He about the rich people, he completely got lost and claimed he's not one of them. That he comes from an area where that's not true, where the rich people's wonderfulness trickles down. Your child, your child. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Okay, I have a child. Many people do. What is it you want us to do? Sacrifice them? What do you want us to do? Your child. That is one flippin' lunatic. And that's scary. I can't imagine world leaders. I am stunned. I'm honestly, this probably stuns me more than anything else I've ever seen in my life, that China has not invaded Taiwan. I mean, my question to Xi Jinping is, why? What are you waiting for, dude? If Trump gets back in there, you don't stand a chance. He'll hand you your lunch. But this clown, he'll sit idly by. He'll send a few tanks, some weapons. He'll raise the debt even trillions more, like he already has, by supporting Ukraine. But why haven't they gone after them? I don't get it. China's asleep at the switch over there. But they're too busy spying on us, stealing our technology, our intelligence, our artificial intelligence. They're stealing it all. And while they're doing that, they figure they can dethrone us without firing a single shot. And you know what else? I'll use Biden's way of delivering the message. He's right. He can dethrone us. What a creeper, isn't he? What a creepy SOB that guy is. He literally should be in jail. Sitting there having the nerve to tell you how he's come from such a tough background. 
this guy has stolen more money than the than the Brinks robbery. What was that back in the twenties? He's stolen more than that. Forties? I can't remember when it was. I'm starting to sound like him, Doug. Let's ask Doug. Let's ask Brandon. Brandon and Doug are hanging out together. Doug. You know, to the congressman's credit, he probably figured Biden was trying to refer to him, but he didn't stand up and say, Mr. President's Don. He just let Biden sink in the quicksand. Doug knows this. It's unbelievable. You'll never hear anything like that again in your life unless he speaks again. So all of the lies about Social Security, and then he dispatches the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, to tell the lies as well. Now, here she is reading again because she cannot comment on her feet about anything. So she reads the lies that were written for her. The president will then contrast his plan with Republicans, as you've heard us do many times from here. The president is building an an economy from the bottom up and the middle out and protecting Social Security and Medicare. Congressional Republicans want to cut Social Security, want to cut Medicare programs Americans have earned, have paid into, and impose a 30% national sales tax that will increase taxes on working families. That is what they have said they want to do, and that is clearly their plan. No, that's not, you liar, you little lying wench. Don't you love this phrase that somebody in the Democratic National Committee came up with, and Biden keeps repeating it. We're building the economy from the bottom up and the something out. I can't remember what he says there. The bottom up and the way out or some some crap like that. That means nothing, by the way. That's just his phrase. Let's hear her say it again because I want to hear her lie. The president will then contrast his plan with Republicans, as you've heard us do many times from here. The president is building an an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. there we go. The bottom up and the middle out. <laughs> what does that mean to anybody out there? Can you? Can someone call me today and tell me six three six five three eight zero seven four six? The bottom up and the middle out. That's where they're building the economy. Somebody told them this is a cool phrase. Let's use this a lot. So the Republicans aren't trying to do any of those things. They're trying to reform the IRS system. Yes, and I applaud them for that. They're they're throwing ideas out there that need debate. That's what I love about this new House of Representatives. took them a while to get their act together and pick a speaker, but they were negotiating these kinds of things. They are hearing debate on more bills in the first few weeks than Pelosi allowed in her whole career. Good morning. You're on the Window World King's Court. How are you? Kevin, good morning. Carpe diem. I'm good, Joe. I'm oh, it's me. I'm good. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay, Kevin. Uh, you know, as good as you can do. I I, I think I'm doing better than uh, Kareen uh, Jean Pierre, though. So you haven't you haven't started your day out by lying prolifically? <laughs> no, no, and uh, I, I I don't know about uh, what, what the, the upside down or the inside out or whatever you just. <laughs> Bottom up and middle out. <laughs> Bottom up and middle out. You know, the reason I called, uh, Kevin, is because when you were playing her, I actually had a conversation in regards uh, to Miss uh, Jean-Pierre with a Haitian individual a couple days ago because my uh, my wife's sister, my brother-in-law, is actually Haitian. 
and uh, the interesting thing about him, you know, when you talk about, you know, there's all this, all this talk about, you know, let's help, let's help Haiti. They're suffering, you know, and, you know, you had Hillary Clinton pumping money through there and all that. So this, this gentleman, uh, he's a very smart guy. And he said, you know, he was one of the few people in his neighborhood that was able to actually basically finish school down there. And he even went to university down there, you know, coming out of a very, very impoverished area. I think the one university they have. And he went not only through university, he went through med school, uh, through vet med school. And he, he got a uh, degree or, a, or an MD in uh, equine science for working with horses and stuff. So here he comes to the United States and the United States, no one will accept him as a, a horse doctor because they say his degree is no good because it's from Haiti. Now, I can sort of understand, you know, okay, I don't know what their standards are, but it's horses, not people. And secondly, you know, we're always talking about, oh, let's help these people out. And you won't let this man utilize his degree. He wanted to get out of that country. So he's just having to work other jobs. But that's where this conversation came up. He said, here I am. I can't get a job that I want with the education that I earned. This woman's making a million dollars, making an ass out of herself on TV. And this is the first Haitian person that's been in any kind of, you know, public limelight. And she sure isn't making my people look very good. <laughs> She's not helping him out at all. No. People are looking at her thinking, yeah, that's what your Haitian degree is worth. Her. Exactly. I mean, that, that's what he said. She's a, just a downright embarrassment, you know, to a to a place that's already, you know, suffering constantly and, you know, barely anybody gets out of there alive or accomplishing anything. And here you go. So are you able to tell us and explain to us, because you're a sharp guy, what does it mean when you're building the economy from the bottom up and the middle out? <laughs> you, you know, uh, he says it all the uh, time. Kevin, uh, well, the bottom, I guess, would be the uh, the poor people. So m maybe she's actually telling on herself, you know, as we know, the Democrat policies. Maybe she means, you know, if we keep giving all this uh, welfare and, you know, free Obama phones and whatever to the uh, to the lower rung, if we keep giving the handouts to the people who aren't working, then uh, I guess they'll eventually somehow become the middle class, the middle. I don't know. <laughs> but then what then what about middle out? Well, well, that's when we all check out because we're completely lost. That's when we, that's when we all, that's when we all check ourselves out. And the suicide rate keeps going up. Right. I'm telling you, <laughs> these people, and no one, no one ever has ever asked him or her, just what in the f does that mean? Oh, that that drives know. me crazy. <laughs> and I'll tell you about another conversation I had with a family member. I was talking to my father just last night. Uh, my father's retired from the federal government. He worked uh, for 40 plus years in various capacities, but uh, originally he worked for the Department of Defense. And I'll preface this with that my father is what you would call an old time Democrat. He He's he's definitely not a Republican, and he still probably finds himself in uh, liberal voting circles in some areas, although I know for a fact that he did not support Hillary because he couldn't stand her. But uh, any, anyway, he was talking about this, this situation more in the area of Biden with documents. And he said, you know, this is insane. And it's similar to what that defense contractor who called up a couple of days ago said. He, he was like, you know, I work with classified documents all the time in my job. 
and it was such a process. You know, you talk about the skiff. He said, basically, I had to, I had to go to my superior. You know, we would go over to the safe where they were kept. Two people, you know, my, my boss and another another person had to visualize me taking it out. All three of us had to sign on a chain of custody form where it was going. Then I took it, you know, to my to a, whatever the secure space, kind of like at a safe deposit box area at a bank. And then after I was done with it and put it into my computer, whatever I needed to do, then I had to go back and all three of us had to sign it back in. <laughs> you know, just a very rigorous process. And he, he said, I don't understand how these things could just be leaking out in D.C. when working in the Department of Defense in St. Louis, it was this strict to control these kind of documents. Well, my guess is, because he was taking them when he was a senator, my guess is that he was either paying people to allow him to take them or they were in on it with him for some motive. It has to be money. But that's the only way, based on what your dad says, based on what our caller Steve, I believe it was, said about his time at Boeing, based on what you've heard Dick Durbin say, Based on what right. everybody, Mark Warner, they're Democrats, based on what all of them say, it's virtually impossible to take those documents without being detected. So Biden had somebody on the inside when he stole them, and he stole them intentionally, as they all say. There had to be intent. He had to do it willingly. This wasn't an accident. Oh, gee, look at this. I brought home some classified documents by accident. And even if that were the case, by the way, 17 years later, hmm. Exactly. And the other thing that he said that, that when we were done chatting, which is goes more, you know, where I was saying where his political leanings kind of are. He, he said that his uh, his boss, who was a, was a colonel because it was Department of Defense, he said the colonel was joking with him about it one time, you know, 25, 30 years ago. And he said, you know, the only person in the whole country who could actually take these things and put them in their pocket is the president, because if the president takes them and actually decides that, you know, that they're no longer secret, classified. He's the one person who can make that decision. So I, I think he said some of the effect of that, that the colonel was joking, but said, you know, if the president wants to take a top secret document and use it for a napkin, he can, but he's the only person who can do that without getting shot. Exactly. And he has the authority to declassify <laughs> he and he alone. And right. So, so, so Trump, what Trump did, you know, is not criminal, but what's going on with with Biden and, and and this Pence thing? I don't know if that was the, I don't even know if that's true. But well, it's, somebody planted it in Pence's house. That, that would not surprise <laughs> me a bit. But uh, I, I couldn't care less about Pence. He's not in office. Prosecute him if you will. Uh, if he committed a crime, then prosecute him, put him in jail. But right. Biden belongs in jail without a doubt. He should be removed from the presidency immediately. The felony has been committed. The felony is obvious. The evidence is there. Who, what are we waiting for? Multiple felonies. Right. <laughs> in multiple years, in multiple decades. And, and yet oh. nothing, nothing's happening. Nothing. No. And That's, nothing that, will happen. We no, and, and they're, they're probably pissed because they thought they had Trump on a bogus made-up charge, which is what it was. It never would have held any water in any courtroom in America. And then... Biden shows up with documents all over the joint. <laughs> there was a meme of him walking up the uh, Air Force One steps. Remember when he tripped three times? And there, right. were, there were three boxes of documents on three consecutive steps. And he trips over all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kevin, the only other thing I can think 
and you've sort of alluded to this and you know other other conservative commentators have alluded to this that Michael Savage has been talking about it a lot. I, I do feel like, though, and not that anything will legally happen to Biden, not, nothing will legally happen to him, but I do feel like the Democrats out there aren't necessarily sad about this. And kind of like you were talking yesterday, you know, that was there somebody, you know, whether it was FBI or whoever, because just the, the, the narrative coming out of Dick Durbin, of all people. Right. You, you know, it, it makes you feel like, OK, you know, they know the old man's got to go, whether they want to. Th- they're not going to throw the cackler in there. You know, whether I guess they're going with Newsom or, or, or Porky Pig thinks it's going to be him, but it's not. So I, I, f- I feel like this might be, you know, OK, we're not going to throw him in jail. Nothing's really going to happen to him. But this will at least get him off the ballot in two years. And we're not going to be sad about that on the left. I think that's probably what's behind it all. Because when you think about it, he was getting very serious and very close to announcing he was going to run. And then right. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes these documents. And right. then all of the Democrats say, oh, gosh, you know, that's just terrible. And that's almost impossible to do without being a criminal. And, right. and so now he's, he's destroyed for good. He, he won't even be able to run. And and that's what they want. And in, in yeah. some ways, while I believe he's so easily beatable, I also believe that that was the case in 2020, and they cheated to get him in. No matter right. how much they don't like him, no matter how much they mock him behind his back and laugh at him and realize what a destructive force he is, if he were to get elected or if he were to become the appointee, the nominee, they would steal that election in his favor. Of course they'd line up. I, I mean, they – they would, they like you said before. They would, they would run a pile, a pile of shit and, and you know <laughs> get behind it, whatever's got the D behind it. No matter what it is, right. they're going to get behind. And they did run a pile of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but, but I think it's going to be pre, you know, uh, uh, Mister Hair Gel uh, nominee Hair Gel who thinks he are, he already thinks he's the president out there. He really you know? does, and I don't know that you can find anybody willingly dumber than he is. He's probably got a single-digit IQ, literally. He's really a stupid guy. Biden's I, a whole, I, I Biden's don't know a hopeless criminal, and he's dumb, too. But he's a, the thing that sticks out about Biden is he's a hopeless criminal and liar. Gavin Newsom is really stupid. There's a lot of people in the running for that. I mean, oh, yeah. just, Pritzker might be on that list. Who's dumber, Pritzker or Newsom? I don't know. Yeah. And the arrogance meter just goes off. They've, they've destroyed the arrogance meter. It can't register oh, anymore. You you can't even read that meter anymore. It's it, it's broke. <laughs> just it just exploded. Uh, all right, great. By the way, a friend of mine just uh, sent me a text. He's explaining the middle out and uh, bottom up and middle out theory of economics by the Bidens. Middle oh. uh, bottom up means increasing poverty. Middle out means eliminating the middle class since we're all driven into poverty. You know that. Again, telling on themselves, yeah, middle out. So the middle class right. is out. They're gone. That right. might be it. <laughs> right. I think there's something to that. I mean, it sounds funny, but that's a, what else could it mean? Wow. It's All right, Kevin. Well, All right, you have, a good, you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. You too. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, so that's what happens to the Haitian group of people that come from Haiti to the United States. Their standard bearer is Karine Jean-Pierre. Wow. They don't have a chance. You might as well stay in Haiti. You're not going to catch any breaks here. So all of those lies that we just heard from Biden and Karine Jean-Pierre about the Republicans, the MAGA Republicans want to take away your Social Security and your Medicare. They've got to start lying about something. 
Uh, they won't win a single race in 2024. So that lie has begun. But Senator John Kennedy, is Biden lying regarding Medicare? President Biden says my party, I want to gut Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. And that's just not true. Um, not even George Santos would make up a whopper like that. <laughs> and and he, the president knows that. He just, re, he just believes that, um, he believes that the federal government is what made this country great. I don't. I think ordinary people doing extraordinary things did. But he thinks, thinks that we ought to send all of our freedom and all of our money to Washington and let him make the decision. And so he's happy to keep spending. Carpe diem, Senator Kennedy. Larry Kudlow, who's one of the most brilliant economic guys in the country, served on President Trump's uh, staff, now does a television show. He understands that this big lie the liberals kept claiming of the 2020 election that Donald Trump was talking about, the big lie is really Biden on Social Security and Medicare. Biden and uh, Schumer and Jeffries, uh, they're all giving us this big lie. Here's the big lie. The Republicans are going to cut into Social Security. The Republicans are going to cut Medicare. The Republicans are going to default on the debt. It is a complete lie. This week, in recent days, today and two days ago, I interviewed uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Today I interviewed Majority Leader Steve Scalise. They both said emphatically they're not going after Social Security, they're not going after Medicare, and they will make good on the government debt. Wow, you mean Biden's lying? Come on. Not Joe Wuhan Willie. I think, uh, Larry Kudlow, we have Biden still talking the big lie, though. So what you got here is Biden with this big lie. You know, this is what authoritarians do. This is what totalitarians do. They say something that's not true. They keep repeating it, and they hope that somehow it's going to become true. McCarthy's too smart for this. Scalise is too smart for this. Probably the country's too smart for this. The basic point here is the Democrats will do anything not to cut spending. And right now, spending and the bloated size of government is the single biggest problem. It is the single biggest obstacle to economic growth and prosperity. Middle-income folks are getting killed. Well, bottom up, middle out. Middle income folks are getting killed. And they are. But what Cudlow said is very instructive here. We've said it so many times. If you're a student of history and Nazi history, as I am, I have studied Nazi history for years because I just can't believe it. Every time I watch a documentary or read something about it, I keep thinking to myself, what, what, how could these people have been asleep like that? How could they have been? Well, we are in this country, so now I understand. But if you lie, and this was from Joseph Goebbels, who was the propaganda minister of Nazi Germany, if you lie enough, people will believe the lie. And you're seeing it here. If you lie enough about the 2020 election and you have the cooperation of the media with everything they write about it, calling it the debunked theory, the unproven accusations of voter fraud, even though it's all been proven and it has never been debunked, 
They pound that into people's heads, and so people start repeating it, like the Stepford people that we are in this country. Well, uh, that's been debunked. How can you talk about a stolen election in 2020? They've even got Republicans saying, hey, let's just move on. I've said that President Trump should focus on the windshield and not the rearview mirror. But he's running for president. The rest of us need to do everything we can in our little corner of the world to stop this. It, it didn't get stopped in the 2022 midterms. We thought it would. I had every confidence that the Republican hierarchy in the Dem- in the Republican committee would stop it. Harmeet Dillon telling us that you can't swing a monkey without hitting a lawyer in Arizona. Well, apparently you could because they stole that election. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? And, you know, I've, I've referred continuously to Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum that uh, in Davos last week as a Nazi, because he is a Nazi. His dad actually was a Nazi. So if your dad was something, chances are you are too. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He ran a company, his dad did, manufacturing machines for the Nazis, for the Nazis. If you tell the lie big enough, long enough, they'll believe it. George Costanza said it. So if he said it, it must be gospel. Who would you believe, Joe Biden or George Costanza? (laughs) As goofy as Costanza was and is, I'll believe him. Sadly, the actor playing him, Jason Alexander, is a freaking uber-duber liberal. Pathetically so. Really bad. Now, the lib hacks, uh, politicians and media people, couldn't wait to pounce on the Republicans claiming that they're taking away our Social Security and Medicare, but we're just not going to let them doggone it. It's a silly doggone idea, and uh, and like I said, uh, over my dead body, we will fight. Uh, we'll fight uh, every day until this thing goes down to defeat. What are the Republicans doing? Team Extreme, the team consisting of extremists who are willing to detonate the American economy. It feels like. Republicans only want to have these extreme discussions when a Democrat is occupying the White House. How about Akeem Jeffries? Team extreme. I think all these Democrats do all day because they don't do anything for the country. Is they sit around, I used to say, what do they do from like 9 to 5 every day? Now I know. They sit around and they meet on a conference call or through an email blast with each other and say, what kind of clever term can you come up with? We need something good. Mega Republicans. Okay, that, that, that's good. That's good. Uh, Team Extreme. Mm-hmm. We're going to use that now. Team Extreme. They really think that has an effect on people. And if it does, then we're the dumbest country in the, in the world. If that kind of malarkey has an effect on anybody, Team Extreme. Mega Republicans. Team Extreme. Wow. It's incredible. And it's all about their lying. Over my dead body, that guy says. Well, that's one way. That's one way we'll get it accomplished, if that's what you choose. We're not far from that, by the way. They keep pushing. They don't know when enough is enough. We have a breaking point. I don't know what it is anymore. I thought we've long passed it, but apparently we haven't. But we do have one. 
And that's what I'm looking forward to. When that breaking point hits, exactly what's going to happen. It ought to be fun to watch. Teachers in our country are now sneaking around past parents to alter the curriculum to include critical race theory. Douglas Murray is an Englishman who's an observant of this and has written a book about it. And he knows they're sneaking around. You know, remember, ever since the CRT in schools issue first came up in this country, uh, people from the teaching unions to individual teachers to Democrat politicians and others and campaigners have been saying the same thing. At one and the same time, they say CRT is not taught in our schools. Right. CRT should be taught in our schools. CRT is good. There is nothing wrong with it, but it's also not being taught. <laughs> He's so right. Every time you hear one of these teacher unions people, uh, teachers union people, or any teacher, in, in fact, for that matter, no, we're not teaching critical race theory, but it's really good. We should be, but we're not teaching it. And then they are. And you hear on hidden cameras and hidden microphones all the time these teachers laughing, mocking the parents. Oh, we were able to get around the parents. Blah, 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 blah. But we're not teaching critical race theory, even though they are. So the Pelosi's out in California now have a camera, a body cam video of the police out there that they're, that is going to be released today about the supposed fight between hubby Pelosi and some deranged guy that supposedly wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi. There are reports that have come out that when the police arrived, and someone had to call them, uh, old man Pelosi answered the door. Now, if you're in the middle of a death struggle, do you ask the assailant, could you hold on, I've got to answer the door? Of course not. And then what happened after the police got there and they opened the door? Did he go, hold on, I've got to go back to fighting this guy? All of these questions were never asked or answered. They were hoping this little thing would quietly drift away. I believe it was concocted by the Pelosi's to make people have sympathy for her. I really believe that. I don't believe for one minute there was this death struggle. Now we'll find out by the video, the video cam when it's released because we're going to see it all. We're going to see who answered the door. That's the most important part. Pelosi claims that she doesn't even think she can watch it. I don't blame you. If I was lying through my teeth about something, I don't think I'd want to watch it either. But I'm anxious to see it. But Gavin Newsom isn't. He thinks it should be hidden forever. And he thinks anything the Pelosi's do that's illegal should never be talked about. He'll blame people like Jesse Waters, who he pretends to not know his identity and apparently watches him every night. I watched this one guy, was it Jesse Waters or something on Fox News? What he's been saying about Paul Pelosi the last five, six months, mocking him consistently. Don't tell me that's not aiding and betting all this. Of course it is. Don't tell me that's not aiding and betting all this. Aiding and abetting all what? All what? That people want to see the body cam of the cops? Then I congratulate Jesse Waters for that. Some guy named Jesse Waters, I think it is. You think it is. You think it is because you watch him every single night, you lying piece of crap. Every night, Gavin Newsom is tuned into Fox. In fact, all the liberals are. You know how I know that? Because they're always criticizing Fox. How can you criticize what you don't see? 
and they do it every day. Mark Gergos is a former criminal defense attorney. Why do you think the district attorney did not want to release the Pelosi video? One of the reasons for that is, and one of the reasons that the district attorney, in my opinion, has fought so hard not to release this, is it does not help the prosecution. And what I'm told is, is that it, it's going to, it's going to ask more questions than it answers. I'm told also that the defense lawyer for this young man who, uh, supposedly broke into the house has joined in not wanting it released. And that is somewhat kind of confusing or perplexing to me. That's really confusing. If David DePape's attorney doesn't want it released, why? Why are both parties not wanting this released? Well, we don't care anymore because it'll be released today, and you'll be able to see it on any particular... Well, I shouldn't say any network. I doubt that CNN will carry it. I doubt that MSNB Hall will carry it. They'll keep screaming racism at NBC... Uh, CNBC or MSNBC hee-haw. And at uh, CNN, they'll talk about whatever they talk about. But here's what his neighbors think of David DePape, the supposed assailant of big boy Pelosi. They are just, you know, nudist drug abusers, and that's who gravitates toward them. What do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning. More left-leaning. David DePape and his wife. Well, that's not how the media described him. This part will not shock you. The alleged attacker posted conspiracy theories on Facebook, including links to multiple videos from the Trump ally and pillow salesman, Mike Lindell. David DePape was a fervent QAnon guy. The suspect who trafficked online in far-right conspiracy theories about COVID and the 2020 election and Holocaust denialism. Holocaust denialism. That guy. Yeah, that's him. Mr. Nasal. Mr. Nasal Tapper. Tap that nasal. You lunatic loser. How about the chick at the beginning of that? (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable the things these people say. And they don't know. They have no idea. But that doesn't stop them from saying it, right? Listen to what she said again. This part will not shock you. The alleged attacker posted conspiracy theories on Facebook, including links to multiple videos from the Trump ally and pillow salesman, Mike Lindell. Pillow salesman. As if that's some sort of a negative connotation. How much money do you make? How much money has he made? Good morning. Welcome to the Window World King's Court. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good, Ron. Happy Friday. Go ahead. I say happy Friday. It's Saturday Eve in the Slayton House, and that means joy and happiness abound. (laughs) Uh, That's a good thing, even though it's freezing outside. It is freezing. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question about Karine Jean-Pierre, and uh, I know you're kind of an expert on her. Uh, (laughs) Do you have any idea why she colors her eyelids gold? You know, I watched that Uh, last night because she blinks so much. And and to me, from what I've always heard about these people who supposedly can look at someone and tell things about them, someone who blinks all the time is a patent liar. And so when she blinks so much, it draws your attention to her eyelids, and they have that gold paint, whatever it is, glitter. I don't know what the hell she puts on there. Apparently she thinks that makes her look better, but imagine getting up every morning and having to paint her eyelids <laughs> in addition to everything else you have to do. Maybe she has someone painting them for her. 
Could be while she's asleep. Yeah, her little her her guy gal. Yeah, or, or gal guy. We don't know which is which. But you know, some of the things that women are doing. I mean, they've always baffled me to some extent. But more and more, I see these women with these fake eyelashes now that that stick out about two inches. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I was watching a basketball game last night. It was uh, the UConn women against Tennessee. I mean, there was a player on Tennessee. These eyelids were, I mean, she could hurt somebody if she ran into them with these, eye, I mean, <laughs> eyelashes, I should say. Yeah, I've seen the same thing, and I've often wondered, who tells them that looks good? Do they think yeah. it looks good, or does somebody say, wow, that's a great idea. Those look spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I often man, wonder it, that, you know? Yeah, it just makes you scratch your head, but, you know, we're old fuddy-duddies, so we just wouldn't understand. That's right. Those of us who come from a certain time, we're just too old, uh, you know, eyelashes, eyeshadow. That's not even eyeshadow. That's just hideous. That's that's a glitter show. That's Halloween kind of stuff. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, we used to put that kind of stuff on us at Halloween, but I don't know anybody yeah. who would like those eyelashes. I mean, what guy is attracted to those? I assume that's why they do it, because they think guys are attracted to it. But I well, in, I can't imagine one who is. In Jean-Pierre's case, she's thinking that the eyelids will distract from the bullshit she's saying every day. <laughs> That's completely true. If I, if I flap my eyelids enough and I have all kinds of glitter on them, I'll distract everybody. That's what they're all about is distracting you from what's really going on. So I think there's some merit to that. Yeah, I also wanted to compliment you. Uh, about a week ago, you were – Talking about the uh, meeting in Davos, uh-huh. and your German accents were outstanding, I thought. <laughs> very, very entertaining. Thank you. I appreciate Thank that, Ron. Well, you know, yeah. when you hear a Nazi talk, it's pretty easy to mimic him. <laughs> and if he's not a Nazi, I'm not white. <laughs> and you ain't white either. <laughs> but he's a Nazi. Uh, that guy, all he yeah. was all he was missing was the Heil Hitler uh, with his arm and the click of the heels and the goose step down the stage. That's all that was missing from him. Yep. He was almost a caricature of. He really Nazi. was. I, yeah. I think that's hilarious. That he he is a caricature of himself, really, and of the Nazis. Remember the Three Stooges when they'd have the episode about the Nazis, and they just mocked the Nazis left and right. That's what <laughs> that's what this guy is. And and then there was yeah. a, the the Hogan's Heroes TV show. I read up on that one time because I, I was a fan of it and still am. I still watch it. Um, Werner Klemper, who plays Colonel Klink, is a Jew, and he had to flee Europe from the Nazis. And when they approached him about playing Colonel Klink, he said, I will only take the role if we can make him a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And they did. Well, I would like to see you have a debate with Marcel uh, in your German accent. That would be kind of funny. I'll have to do that next time Marcel calls. Yeah. You're on to something. That could be pure comedic gold. I got one more thing, and it's about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I happened to flip over last night, and the Laura Ingram show was on, but she was not there. Jason Chaffetz was subbing. Did you happen to catch this thing about Elizabeth Warren? I did not. I mean, this is one of the most outrageous stories of the decade. And apparently the Heritage Foundation obtained a uh, – document 
showing emails from Warren's office to the office of the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, two days before his testimony, uh, before a Senate hearing in 2021 that was chaired by Elizabeth Warren. And the email listed questions that Warren planned to ask Gensler in the hearing. Oh, my God. Along with suggested answers. And the email said, quote, let me know if you're okay with the questions as currently written. And they have those, they have that email? Yeah. And it was followed up later by this. Let me know if it's looking like the chair, meaning Gensler, has any issues with the framing of the questions. We definitely don't want to put him in a tough spot. Wow. Now, who, who got and a hold it, of that email? Uh, the Heritage Foundation. I'm not sure about the individual. Um, wow. And then at the hearing, Warren asked the questions exactly as they were written in the email. <laughs> of course. Oh Isn't my! This... And and you know what, Ron? In a sane world, she'd be impeached immediately. Exactly. But that won't happen. That was going to be my next question. How is she still serving in the Senate? That would, that should be immediate disqualification, impeachment. Uh, she should have to go back to her reservation <laughs> and never be heard from again. Go back in the teepee, the Warren teepee. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just unconscionable, isn't it? And it's and just... again. This would not happen in a rational world. It couldn't possibly happen in a rational world. But we don't have any consequences yeah. for these people. That's why I believe they continue to do it, and they're so brazen about it. At least before they did it under cover of darkness. Now they just come right out and do it. Who would do? Who would put that in email knowing that that email could someday find its way into viral email land? Julius Hunter gave me the greatest advice anybody's ever given anyone about stuff like that, and this was long before email, long before social media, when he told me never put anything in writing that you don't want to read on the front page of the newspaper. Yeah. And that's so true. And if you stay away from that, if you follow that advice, there will never be a document written by you that will embarrass you. Well, it's too late for that. <laughs> it's too late for that for Pocahontas. <laughs> the Cowboys have caught her. The Indian is retreating. Well, I'm, I'm sure the Democrats in the January 6th hearings wouldn't have resorted to anything like that. Oh, no, uh, no, not them. With, uh, with <laughs> prepping their witnesses, quote-unquote witnesses, and giving them the questions beforehand. Yeah, that's how they prep, quote-unquote. We prep you by giving you these yeah. questions. Here they are. Polish up your answers. By the way, while you're polishing them, here's the polish. Here's the answer. And by the way, don't worry, we won't have anybody cross-examine you. Right, right. Not only will we not have anybody cross-examine you, we won't call witnesses that you're claiming say something that will contradict yeah. what you say. Yeah. So you have no worries. And in addition, you have the liberal media machine that's going to back you up and run cover for you. That, those are all true for things, sure. by the way, what we just said. You would think we were joking, but every single thing that we just identified actually happened. Yep. Well, Kevin, enjoy the weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you later. You too, Ron. Great stuff. Thank All you right. for the, uh, the the tip on Pocahontas. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye now. Isn't that unbelievable? I wasn't aware of that. I'm going to have to get that story. We'll have it on Monday. Uh, hopefully we'll have some sound with it where we can hear her asking the questions that she put in the email. We'll We'll dig on it over the weekend. We'll have it for you on Monday. Wow. Brian Claypool is a, an attorney, a criminal defense attorney, and when he heard Gavin Newsom's outrageous comments about Jesse Waters, 
he had this message for the governor. I got news for Gavin Newsom that that dash cams and dash cam footage is is created for transparency, Gavin. And that's all that Fox and the country wants to see, transparency on that. That said, the, the Department of Justice is in a, is in a, a boatload of trouble. If that, that body cam footage that you get tomorrow shows that Paul Pelosi walked over and opened that door. Why? Because they issued a report that said, the, said to the contrary. The two officers opened the door. That is a, a legally created document that formed an arrest warrant. And if that document is proven to be falsified by that video tomorrow that you're going to get, then I would suggest that Merrick Garland and the whole Department of Hypocrisy, I mean, I'm sorry, Department of Justice <laughs> needs to be investigated. I would say that the Department of Hypocrisy needs to be investigated anyhow for other things in addition. But if that happens, he's right. If that happens, there should be an immediate investigation. But as you just heard Ron and I talking about Pocahontas, nobody's going to investigate her. Nobody's going to charge her with an ethics breach. There's not going to be the so-called ethics committee of the Senate convening to sanction Pocahontas or, in fact, to demand her resignation, which is what any credible body of people would do. The real question is, where are all the Republican senators? Why aren't they screaming bloody murder about this? Why aren't they asking for an ethics committee investigation? If they have, I haven't heard of it. This is my point before. Even though you're not in power, you should be loud and aggressive with these people because make them on the records so that when you are in power, you can show them, here's what these people did. You need to vote for us. But if you never say anything, if you never voice your opposition, why should the voters do it? Hawley, any Republican senator, after hearing this about Pocahontas, should be demanding an ethics committee investigation and her resignation. But you watch and see, and I will stake my reputation on it, that will never happen. Not that she won't be ousted, but they'll never demand an investigation. That's the pathetic part. Well, the Biden administration and regime always wants to distract you. So when they're saying something, you know, keep your eye on something else because they're trying to distract you from that. Mega Republicans are ruining the economy. Hmm, what's going on behind the scenes here? Oh, that dastardly laptop again. There was another Twitter dump, and Michael Schellenberger this time was the journalist who was benefiting from it because it was given to him. And Michael Schellenberger, who has commented on these things before, What's going on with that laptop? So you have two things going on at the same time. You have the FBI that knows that the laptop is legitimate, and you also have the FBI suggesting very strongly to FBI to Twitter and Facebook that there would be a hack and leak relating to Hunter Biden that would be Russian disinformation. In fact, it was that they were spreading disinformation. The disinformation was then spread by major news media outlets suggesting very strongly that the Hunter Biden laptop was a product of Russian disinformation when the FBI knew fully well that it wasn't. And in fact, any reporter who had spent any time with the um, Hunter Biden laptop also would have known. Any reporter, he said, that spent any time looking into the Hunter Biden laptop would have known that it wasn't Russian disinformation. And yet that's not what they wrote. That's not what they broadcast. They covered it up. Willingly, intentionally covered it up. Now, the problem with the, getting these journalists fired is that they work for a company, Washington Post, New York Times, NBC, ABC, CNN, CBS, that 
is perfectly fine with that kind of behavior. There's not an ounce of integrity left in the world of journalism. Not an ounce. I, I should say there's an ounce. Tucker Carlson. But not much else. Kilmeade and Gutfeld are right there too. But this is an industry now that rewards blubbering idiots like Steve Ducey, Ainsley Earhart, and common criminals who carry the criminal water for the libs like Acosta, Anderson Cooper, Jake Tapper, Joy the Bigot Reed. These people have jobs, high-paying jobs. It's pretty amazing. Well, did the PR campaign by the FBI to try to disengage everybody from the Russian laptop idea, did it work on everybody? Michael Schellenberger. I'm a political independent. My family is mostly Democrats. Everybody that I knew at that time believed that the Hunter Biden laptop was a product of Russian disinformation. The disinformation campaign, in other words, worked in convincing people that it was not something to be taken seriously. How criminal is that? The FBI convinced Facebook and Twitter that it was Russian disinformation, even though they knew better, so that they could alter the election. I'm telling you, folks, what we discover daily in this country, we could not be any more criminal than we are in this government. You think Al Capone was a nasty guy? These people are worse. Al Capone only went after his enemies. These people go after all of us. Well, I guess we're all their enemies. The people who vote Democratic are too stupid to realize they're coming after them, too. That's a special kind of stupidity. And this economy that Biden keeps bragging about, from the bottom up and the middle out, it's a disaster, and Stuart Varney knows they're trying to distract us from something else. It's really a distraction from his document fiasco. He's going to spend most of his time attacking Republicans. But you've got to say it, over the last two years, Biden has presided over a vast expansion of government spending and debt. Spending and debt are the legacy of the last two years, and that puts our economy in danger. The numbers are astonishing. We've never seen anything like this. $2.2 trillion on COVID relief. $1.9 trillion for the American Rescue Plan. $1 trillion for infrastructure. $1.7 trillion for the omnibus spending bill. That's a total of almost $7 trillion. Vast spending, vast borrowing. We're now $31.4 trillion in debt, and we're shelling out are roughly $400 billion in interest every single year. This is what the big fight in Congress is all about, spending and debt. The Republicans want to bring both down, but Biden will increase both spending and debt. There will be no acknowledgement today that Biden's economy is heading for trouble because of Biden's policies. No, it's those fiscally demented Republicans who are responsible. This president will do what he always does, blame someone else. Carpe triple diem, Stuart Varney. And he's right. Biden starts talking about the Republicans ruining the economy to get us away from the document scandal. That's what they do. That's what liberals do all the time. Sickening, really. Sickening. You know what's more sickening? How Biden and his White House cronies are keeping these documents from the Senate committee that's supposed to be looking into this. Now, that's a bipartisan operation. Marco Rubio and Tom Cotton and Mark Warner all are complaining. We are left in limbo 
until somehow a special counsel designates that it's okay for us to get briefed is not going to stand. There was a special counsel involved with the Russia investigation, and, and this committee worked literally for years. We had to de-conflict, but uh, we've got a job to do. I think I speak for every member of the committee. The, the position the DNI has taken on this topic is untenable. Until the administration stops stonewalling Congress, there will be pain as a consequence for them. Well, let's see what consequences there are, Senator Cotton. With all due respect, you guys don't usually impose consequences on any of these criminals. You know, our research assistant has long believed that Biden's a foreign agent and has been since his years in the Senate. Would you have any trouble believing that? I wouldn't. I have no trouble believing that. We know of his criminal and illegal dealings with the Chinese and the Ukrainians and the Russians. We know those things. Again, no opinion here. Facts. We know that this guy who claims to come from this hard scrabble uh, childhood in Scranton, Pennsylvania, somehow miraculously on a $175,000 a year salary, has multi-million dollar mansions everywhere. On the water, everywhere. We know that his drunken, drug-addled son is a multimillionaire for never having worked. I'm sorry, I forgot he's a, he's, a, he's a painter. I want to see the list of who paid the money for those paintings. This is more money laundering. Why else would they not show us? Wouldn't they want to brag about Hunter Biden's talents if some tremendous museum somewhere in the world, an art museum, bought these paintings? That would be validating his talents. But they won't tell you because they know it's trouble for them. Big trouble. Strange stuff going on. And what's even worse is that Lindsey Graham, the Republican traitor, defends Biden on these documents. Let me just say this. I've known President Biden for a long time. I don't think there's... I'd be shocked if there's anything sinister here. What's wrong with you, man? You need a bitch slapping. What do you mean you'd be shocked if there was anything sinister? That's all this guy's done his entire life is something sinister. But Lindsey Graham would be shocked. You've heard of the movie Sleeping with the Enemy? That's Lindsey Graham. If Donald Trump plays another round of golf with that putz, I'll lose respect for Trump. Because Graham is a backstabber. He'll stab Trump at the drop of a hat if it benefits him. Don't buy his bullshit, Mr. President. He's a conniving, manipulating liar who blows any way the wind blows. Anybody who can make that statement about Biden is a traitor to the country. And Lindsey Graham is just that on top of being a big bag of wind. And we still haven't seen him with his wife. Is he really married, or is that a front like Karine Jean-Pierre? I don't know. Good morning, Cleo. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Marcel is here. Oh, it's Marcel this morning. The, the Frenchman. We have the Frenchman in the house to talk some some uh, interesting things. Look, you Frenchman, we overrun your country until those nasty Americans came to Omaha Beach and saved your ass. But we had you down, you Frenchman. The thinnest book in the world is French War Heroes. <laughs> That's very good, my friend. 
Well, uh, Ron wanted that, so we gave it to him. I happen to hear it. It, it interests me very much. You know, I, I don't do it with friends of mine, you know. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. We like having a Frenchman call in. Anyway, this Lindsey Graham thing really frosts me. You know what? You know why he said something so stupid, Kevin? Because he doesn't want his secret to be revealed. What? Which secret is that? That he's gay? Exactly. The people of South Carolina would never reelect him. I think that's true. If if it was found out he was gay, the people in South Carolina would would turn their their sights somewhere else. Now, I'm not here to pontificate on whether that's a good idea or not. I base it on who he is and what he does. But South Carolina, that's a different that's a different ball game down there. And all you have to do is look at what he does and what he is and what he says, and that's good enough for me to not vote for him. You know, the idea that Joe Biden never did anything sinister is the most preposterous statement I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, well, somebody should have said to, to Graham, well, what do you base that statement on? You mean his stellar record of being upstanding and honest? Is that what you're basing that opinion on? Because Biden has always been the clean guy? What the hell's wrong with you, Graham? But nobody asked that. They just let him get away with it. Yeah, no, yes, yes, you know, ever since he's been a senator, even before that, he's been a huge liar. He's been caught in it. The guy has plagiarized more documents than I've written. And so that began his lying career, at least in the public eye. I'm sure he was lying since he was a kid. But somehow or another, a guy who plagiarizes and who's been caught plagiarizing, who's removed himself from several presidential races because of his lying and plagiarizing, somehow Lindsey Graham can't imagine that guy being sinister. I'm telling you, you know, he's afraid Biden will start a campaign against him, that he is a funny boy. <laughs> he's a funny boy. I don't doubt it. I'm I'm coming around to the conclusion that you're correct, Marcel. That could be the only reason. Anyway, you know, this don't the emails on Biden's documents surrounding it show irrevocably that Biden talk to his son about his business dealings. Don't they show that you're irrevocable? Yes, they do. And in fact, there's a phone voicemail recording of Biden calling Hunter Biden and telling him that he's seen the article coming out in the New York Times about Hunter and his business dealings. And uh, and you're okay. You're going to be in the clear. So that alone is evidence of him knowing about Hunter Biden's business deals. Exactly. Why don't a journalist say to him, Mr. President, are you still cling to the fact that you've never discussed anything with your son about his business? Well, I think Peter Ducey has, and of course, Biden just walks away. And then when he asks the little black lesbian, she has nothing to say about it. I mean, with a big lie like that, isn't inquiring minds wants to know I think, what else? I think is so. Untruthful? But you've got to get through the black lesbian, because if you said to her... Did the Twin Towers fall on September 11, 2001? Her answer would be, I have to refer you to the White House counsel. <laughs> so sick of that crap. How about the NBA and the drag show? Huh? How about that shit? I can't crap. even believe this happened. In Milwaukee, they had Pride Night at their NBA game, and they had a drag show at halftime. Now, a lot of kids are at these games, and then they had a video of at least three of the Bucks players lecturing all of us how we should be inclusive to the LGBTQ, HBY, X, M, N, O, Z community. 
And I'm thinking to myself, go F yourself, you woke-ass NBA, you China a freaking business, because that's what you are. You're owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party. And Adam Silver, their commissioner, looks like he's from effing Mars. You know, three-quarters of these NBA guys are pot-smoking perverts anyway. <laughs> They're pot-smoking perverts with slanty eyes. Hey, one more thing, Kevin. You mentioned uh, Peter Sellers, Inspector Clouseau, the other day, remember? One of my heroes. Have you ever seen the great movie, A Shot in the Dark? I certainly have. I certainly have. The Pink Panther Panther Returns. All of those are some of my favorites ever. Did I I mention the the scene where he's at the hotel clerk and there's a little dog sitting down there and he says, Does your dog bat? And the clerk (laughs) clerk says, No, he doesn't. So he reaches down to pet him and it bites him. And he goes, I thought you said your dog does not bite. And the guy goes, that is not my dog. <laughs> yes, I know. But the 63, the shot in the dark started it all, Kevin. That's it, Clay. My favorite the scene in the shot in the dark is when he's doing those what look like uneven parallel bars, and he's flipping around like he's some great athlete. And all of a sudden, he flips over the stairway and disappears from view. <laughs> but, you know, he reminds me of your show, Kevin, The Facts. Remember that? The Facts. The Facts. Inspector Gusot, he he pursued the facts unless there was a hot woman who all the facts were pointing to as the killer. And I believe it was Elky Summer in that movie. And all the all the, the facts were pointing at her, and he kept denying that she was involved. <laughs> anyway, we have to look to these things to laugh, Kevin, or else we'll go nuts, all of us. You're 100% right. If we didn't look to that, we would go nuts. Good stuff, Marcel. <laughs> Thank you very much. Enjoy your show. Keep it up. Thank you, my friend. Have a good weekend. Hey, who do we who do we contact to praise your show? You were talking about that the other you, day. You uh, Google Kings Court Kevin Slayton, and then um, uh, you can click on the um, three little buttons in the top right hand corner. Click follow. Then scroll down to where it says Kevin Slayton Podcast on Apple. Click on that, and you will uh, be able to. Scroll down to where it has ratings and reviews, and you can write a review. Where it says write a review, that's key. Just write anything. doesn't matter what. And then go on Spotify and type in the same thing, Kevin Slayton King's Court. Find the bell icon, the bell. Click on that, and then you follow us there, and that helps us. All right. Sounds good. I will follow your orders, my furia. Well, even a Frenchman can follow that, Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. We spared you, by the way. We spared your life on the beaches of Omaha. You're lucky they came to Omaha. Had they come to Lincoln, Nebraska, it would have been a different story. Oh, come on. The Americans, those Americans, soldiers, heroes, every one of them, took us on on the beach and the cliffs of Dover. Well, don't forget, there was help from the resistance, the French resistance. Yeah, but there were so few... We wouldn't have we wouldn't have squashed them in a heartbeat, but those Americans, those pesky Americans, they were parachuting on top of us. They were throwing grenades in a little pillbox, and they got the best of us. Well, it's a shame that the American military has disintegrated to what it is now. Yes, if we could this. have our Nazi Germany back today, the Americans would not beat us. We would beat them into submission. We'd hit them with their critical theory, critical race theory. And we'd shoot them with a vaccination. I'm afraid you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right, big boy. 
I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thanks, Marcel. You're welcome. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. Apparently, we ducked in and out on the uh, streaming, so hopefully you've got us back. Um, let's pick up where we were. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show that Adam Schiff has now decided to run for Senate. And so on his campaign video to announce his campaign, he appears without a tie on, like he's some sort of cool Joe. And he, he broadcasts this on TikTok. Now, how apropos. TikTok, of course, is being banned everywhere in the country. A bipartisan banning because it's a Chinese communist operation trying to eavesdrop and gain data on every American. So Schiff decides, willingly and intensely, of course, to give his middle finger to all of us by broadcasting on TikTok that he's going to run for Senate. And then all he did was whine and moan and bitch like the bitch he is. Hello, I'm Congressman Adam Schiff with some troubling news. Today, Kevin McCarthy removed me from the House Intelligence Committee, all for doing my job, for holding Trump accountable and standing up to the extreme MAGA Republicans. We knew it would be bad when the Republicans took over, but it's far worse than we expected. But I can promise you this. This is not the end of my fight for our democracy. This is just the beginning. Please join us and contribute today. Thank you. (laughs) This guy begs for money like the rodent he is at every turn, doesn't he? I have some troubling news. So you're thinking, was there a war that started? Is is, uh, there another terrorist attack? It's troubling news. He's a congressman. Must be something about the documents. No, the troubling news is poor widow Adam got booted off the committee for telling too many whys. He thinks that's troubling to us. It's not troubling to us. I did my job to hold Trump accountable. What was that? What would you hold him accountable for? You didn't do anything. You lied and you said that the evidence was in plain sight. You said those were your words. And then there was no evidence. Because other people said there wasn't. The ones who actually investigated it. The extreme MAGA Republicans, he said. Now they're not just the MAGA Republicans. They're the extreme MAGA Republicans. Don't doubt it. Please give me your money. John Ratcliffe, did uh, Schiff shift his view on Biden? You saw a shift today in mentality from uh, one of get Trump to one of save Biden. They, they never thought that they were going to have a side-by-side comparison when they took an aggressive approach to President Trump. But now they know that Joe Biden has engaged in conduct uh, with far more frequency and far more severity and the likelihood of far more uh, grave damage to our national security than anything President Trump could have done. So they're, they're trying to recalibrate and spin their way out of it. It's not going to work. Biden is a bag of bones. You heard yesterday when we played Jack Posobiec, who has sources inside the White House, say that it's nothing but chaos. It's every man for himself. So that entire regime is blowing up in front of our very eyes. And what does Joy Reid have to say about it all? Because she's supposed to be bringing you the news. But since she's a racist black bigot, she brings you racism every night. That's all she knows. Race here, race there, race everywhere. And I don't mean the 100-yard dash race. I mean all you white supremacist racists out there. This hate-filled bigot Joy Reid went off after Tucker Carlson. Let me background you here. Sheila Jackson Lee, the congresswoman, has introduced a bill to prosecute white supremacists. Now, that ought to be fun because how do you prove someone is a white supremacist? And by the way, what about black supremacists? Because Joy Reid is one of those. How do we prosecute her? Well, they didn't mention that, of course. Tucker Carlson talked about Sheila Jackson Lee. 
being a race baiter from the time she was young and still is every single day. Wow, that's heinous of, of Tucker to say that. It's 100% spot on. But Joy Reid wants Tucker Carlson's scalp. So it should come as no surprise to you that great replacement pusher Tucker Carlson was on the attack, caterwauling about a publicly prominent black woman. I mean, it's kind of what he does for a living. But the specific rant focused not just on attacking Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, but also a bill that she's proposing, H.R. 61, the Leading Against White Supremacy Act. The bill would expand the federal scope of hate crimes to include acts inspired by white supremacy. The intent is to strengthen what are presently weak federal hate crime laws and to allow for the federal prosecution of people who commit or provoke deadly and race-based attacks like the ones we've seen in places like Charlottesville and Buffalo. Tucker and others on the right, including Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, are claiming that this bill would make, quote, a mockery of the First Amendment and criminalize free speech because it includes the potential to prosecute people who publish white supremacist conspiracy theories like Tucker's favorite, the aforementioned white replacement theory or Boebert's jam, QAnon. This woman is so full of crap it comes out her ears, her nose, her mouth. Every single thing she says is a lie, and it's all based on her racist beliefs. She's an abject racist, always has been. She says Tucker Carlson objects to this bill because it would, uh, and Lauren Boebert, because it would violate the First Amendment, the freedom of speech. Well, of course it would. Hate speech is provided for in the Constitution of this country, in our Bill of Rights. You can say whatever you want. Now, if you incite someone to violence and they commit violence, that's a different story. But give me the evidence of that ever happening. So she claims that Tucker Carlson and Lauren Boebert, as she says, and their claim about the First Amendment, that's baloney. But then she had Sheila Jackson Lee on, the author of this bill, and old Sheila Jackson Lee stunned the bigot Joy Reid with this comment. He is one of the people who promotes white supremacist ideology. Does this bill allow potential prosecution of people like Tucker Carlson? The bill has nothing to do with speech. You know, I was thinking about the Pledge of Allegiance and it said justice and equality for all. And I would offer to say that everyone deserves justice and equality. It seems that uh, the right-wing extremists, the violent extremists, don't want that to happen. This does not criminalize speech. It is a crime bill. It is a criminal law bill. Mr. Um, Carlson or anyone else chooses to speak in ugly terms. His speech is protected. Oopsie joy. I guess you didn't realize what your guest was about to say and make you look like the asshat that you are. Go wear your 17th wig of the week, will you? You clown. You're an extreme clown. How about her mentioning Charlottesville as something white supremacist? It had nothing to do with white supremacy. It had nothing to do with bigots. It had everything to do with your liberal thugs from Antifa starting violence, creating violence, and the city was overrun by violence because of your thug group. The neo-Nazis, who no one agrees with, were there legally with a permit to protest your psychotic tearing down of statues of heroes in our country. 
And lo and behold, who shows up with clubs and baseball bats and weapons? Your Antifa thugs. That's the story of Charlottesville. Donald Trump was 1,000% correct when he said there were good people on both sides of the issue there. There were. There were peaceful people there. There were bad people there on both sides. But the media wanted to frame that as mega Republicans, Nazi skinheads, white supremacists. And the white media went along with it too. It's pretty amazing. Here's what Tucker said that got her so upset. Sheila Jackson Lee has devoted her entire political career, indeed her entire life, to a single cause, shrieking about white racism. That's what Sheila Jackson Lee does for a living. What she's doing here every day is leveling a racial attack, a blood libel against an entire group of Americans while simultaneously pretending to be the victim of attacks from that same group. Wow. That's horrible. That should bring the ire out in everybody. What a horrible racist Tucker Carlson is. Replacement theory, she says, that he espouses. Well, you know, it's interesting to me. A research assistant dug this up. It's a opinion piece of the New York Times in October of 2018. And um, I don't know if it's written by Stacey Abrams, but one of them, either her or Sheila Jackson Lee. And the title is We Can Replace Them, meaning blacks can replace them. In Georgia, a chance to rebuke white nationalism. What are you going to replace them with? Tucker's right, apparently. That's what you people are up to. Willie Wilson is up to trying to unseat Beetlejuice in Chicago. Willie had a son that was murdered unnecessarily in Chicago under Beetlejuice's leadership. And, of course, she did nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. And as she did nothing, those murderers went free. How about that? So it's amazing that Willie Wilson actually stood up and said, you know what, I'm going to do something about it. And what he's going to do about it, he's going to run to beat her. And he understands that these people, like the ones who murdered his son, need to be caught. These people need to be caught. Too many yes. restrictions on the police department. We need to take the handcuffs off the police officer and put them on the people who's actually doing it. And, and it, it needs to stop now. This particular mayor that we have right now just keep coming up with excuses, excuses. But people keep dying on the street. Nobody yes. doing anything about it. But excuses. So... No, when we become mayor of the city of Chicago, we're going to put a stop to this crime. We're going to take them back, our police officer, men and women, and get the job done. I'm tired of it. He's tired of it. She's not. Do you know what she said to the uh, hot dog vendors on the streets in Chicago when they complained about being robbed and knocked around by the thugs that she loves? She said, well, that's what they get for carrying cash. That's a fascinating way to stop crime. So the jewelry stores, that's what they get for carrying jewelry. Huh. What an interesting idea to stop crime. Brought to you by Beetlejuice. Rebel News was over in Davos, Switzerland. We played some of it for you earlier this week when they caught up with some of these crooks. 
And um, they also caught up with a guy by the name of Patrick Allen. Patrick Allen. Avi Yemeni is the reporter from Rebel News. Patrick Allen is a producer and editor of CNBC's newscast. What's he doing in Davos to begin with, you might ask? But he sure didn't want to answer any questions. Can I ask you what CNBC is doing here? You can't, I can't ask you? No, you can't. I'd rather you didn't put a camera in my face, thank you. Really? But you're here as an invited guest and you're an editor for CNBC. Don't you think that's a bit of a conflict of interest? I'd like you to go away. I haven't, I haven't agreed to an interview. If you're doorstepping me, like, go away. Seriously, take the mic out of Don't touch the mic. You're meant to be speaking truth to power. Are you here just to take your marching orders? Is that what you're here for? Do you want to go away? Not really. I'm here to do what you should be doing. Yeah? Please take this out of my mouth. I'm going to have you escorted off for security. All right. Do that. <laughs> Don't you love it? Don't you want to go away? Not really. I'm doing your job. So then Patrick Allen walked inside the building, and little did he know is that Avi Yemeni and Rebel News had another one of their reporters secretly mic'd up. And Patrick Allen told this guy that he wants to go out there and punch Avi Yemeni. Here's their conversation, the two of them, after they discovered who he was talking about. What did you hear him say? I heard him say, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have the exact thing, but he came in sounding quite angry, saying, I'm going to punch him out. Paraphrasing there, he's knocked out, punched out, but, you know, he wanted to hit you. Um, didn't know it was about you until I came out and then I heard somebody else complaining about you to your face. That point I realized Avi had a word with him. Avi had a word with him. Yes, Avi had a word with him. But Patrick Allen didn't have many words coming back, did he? The people in the news business don't have much news to talk about because that's what they are. Liars, cheaters, connivers, manipulators. They're all of those things. And none of those things is any good, I might add. But that's what they do. All right, we'll take a break. We'll pay tribute to the POWs. And we'll return with your phone calls and more of the show right here in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. I was flying down the highway, weaving in and out of traffic. I was racing time. An old man pulled out in front of me, and I went crazy asking me. I lost my mind. I blew my horn till I got close enough to see. And what was on his car tax will convicted me. He I should salute you from this heart of mine Thank you for placing your life on the line for me I'm free I pray that the rest of your journey is a peaceful one And may you take your own sweet time Yeah. 
things we take for granted in this life can lead are tragic. We should be ashamed. He left his home and family, cast his fate across the sea. Would we do the same? Well, I sure bet he's got some stories he can tell. Ain't that many ever made it back from the end? B-O-W-369 I should salute you from this heart of mine Thank you for laying your life on the line for me Welcome you back in on a Friday morning. It's Saturday Eve. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. We're glad you're along for the ride. A little breakfast in your future? How about Taco Bell? Taco Bell, locally owned and operated locations only. Those are the only ones that I would frequent. Went to Taco Bell yesterday, actually, for lunch. Right now for breakfast, though, they have the dollar crave menu operating, the $5 crave menu. They have it for lunch. They have it for breakfast. They have it for dinner. They have it for late night. But for breakfast, you can get a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a buck. You can get double stuffed tacos for a buck, a grande burrito for a buck. Also a breakfast quesadilla under $2. Two different AM crunch wraps under 3 and the same for the grande scrambler. Remember, they are always innovating at Taco Bell, so check that menu weekly. And they always bring something back that you might love, like the Mexican pizza. That's back at Taco Bell. Now, I believe in supporting locally owned and operated businesses, so I do that with the Taco Bell locations. Here are the ones that are locally owned and operated in our area. Chesterfield Valley, St. Clair, Washington, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau. Those are all in Missouri. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Jerseyville, Troy, DuCoin, Carbondale, Springfield, Decatur, Salem, and Columbia. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. All right, our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746, 0746. 
Hope you enjoyed our tribute to the POWs from Daryl Worley. It's one of my favorite songs ever. This will get your blood pressure back up, though. Jane Fonda. Just mentioning those words to anyone who served in Vietnam, of course, their blood pressure zooms skyward. But Jane Fonda apparently has made a movie with Lily Tomlin and Rita Marino and Sally Field. I can't wait to see that. And apparently it involves Tom Brady in some way. It's called 80 for Brady. And Tom Brady has at least a cameo in it. But Jane Fonda decided in an interview on the Kelly Clarkson podcast not to talk about the movie, but to talk about what else? A liberal would always bring up climate change, right? And so she did. And she says, and you're going to find this very odd when you hear the reason for climate issues from her. She says, you know, you can take anything, anything at all, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, And if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it, everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. (laughs) Now, Rita Marino was sitting there with her her co-star and had to ask her, what do you mean? And Fonda says, where would they put the shit? Where would they put the poison and the pollution? They're not going to put it in Bel Air. They're going to put it where poor people or indigenous people or people of color are living. And they can't fight back. So climate crisis equals racism to Jane Fonda. By the way, there's a big dump, a big trash dump over there in Maryland Heights. I don't see indigenous people or poor people over there. Maryland Heights, pretty flourishing town in our city, flourishing suburb. So Jane Fonda, you, and let me make this about as clear and as clean as I can. You are full of shit. Steve is up. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Doing great, Kevin. Good morning. Happy weekend eve and carpe diem to carpe you diem on this beautiful saturday eve i'd like to comment on a couple of things you touched on earlier um one you were talking about um social security and medicare and you know the new uh, the big lie from the democrats that the republicans want to destroy that which is crazy no politician would touch that uh, they know it would mean instant uh, death politically. But, you know, what the Democrats and Republicans, everybody knows because they work off of government numbers. These are just, you know, it's not politicized. It's just numbers from the government that says that the funding for these programs that everybody, you know, depends on so much are going to be running out in about 10 years. And so what the Republicans are talking about is, well, what are we going to do about that? You know, we need to uh, make sure that it's solvent, not get rid of Medicare, but we need to do something to make sure it's solvent. And uh, instead of working with them, the Democrats say, uh, well, let's fearmonger instead for political gain. Now, what are they going to do? Because the Democrats know, you know, they've got to have Social Security and Medicare. What is their plan? I can tell you what their plan is. They'll just fear monger and fear monger. And as long as they stay in power, when it gets time, you know, for the money to run out, they will just raise taxes. So, you know, this is going to be like uh, when they promised student loans, knowing that as soon as the election was passed, that the student loans wouldn't be paid off because it's unconstitutional. That's what happened. You know, they robbed uh, when gasoline prices going through the roof and people stopped believing the lies that it was Russia's fault. They said, uh, well, let's open up the strategic reserve, even though that's for emergencies, and let's drain that, putting our national security at risk. 
to keep prices down until the midterms. Now, the midterms are passed, and what do we see? Gas prices are up 40 or 50 cents. It's the same type of thing. They'll just play politics, and then when it comes time, they'll raise taxes because, you know, it's simple economics. Why, why are these two programs going to run out of money? Because you have more people taking money out than you have coming in. What are one of the reasons, a couple of the big reasons for that, why more people are paying into Social Security and Medicare? Because they're encouraging people not to work. If you're not on the payroll, you don't pay into, you know, your Social Security tax. Uh, And also they're aborting babies and they're discouraging people from having families. So, you know, the next generation of workers, you know, isn't coming along in big enough numbers to support the aging generation who has retired, who actually did pay in. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's the truth about it and what they will do. People, people think, oh, I'm going to vote for the Democrats because they will protect my social security. And then what you'll see is, Hey, wait a minute. I'm paying higher social security taxes. They're taking more tax out of my paycheck for social security and Medicare. What happened? Well, we know who's responsible for the taxing of Social Security. It's Joe Wuhan Willie O'Biden. He's the one who proposed the bill years ago in the Senate. So he's the guy, Mr. Tax himself, who's responsible for that. But you're right. That's how, that's how they'll operate. There will always be a higher tax to bail out their incompetence. If you ever look at the military budget and the, the waste that goes into that, you could create a more powerful military if you had smarter people watching over the budget. It's the same with every government operation. You could streamline it so quickly and save us so much money. It would be you could you could fund Social Security and Medicare forever, probably, if you just get rid of the government waste and get rid of about seventy percent of the people that have jobs in Washington. Well, it's even worse now in defense spending because, you know, not only do they waste a lot of money, but now they're not spending the money on weapons to protect the United States. They're spending a hundred billion dollars to protect Ukraine. And then the money that's supposed to be going for weapons to protect us is going to indoctrinate our troops about critical race theory and uh, gender equity and all this other bullshit. That's <laughs> that's what we need is people out there in the trenches, you know, worried about, about hey, uh, what's your pronoun? <laughs> Can you imagine two guys in a trench under fire? By the way, what's your pronoun before I cover your back? <laughs> I'll help yeah. you out, but I need to know your pronouns first. The uh, other thing uh, you were touching about upon uh, big pharma, those evil crooks, and that that guy that uh, was admitting, you know what, you know what we've known all along. It's all about the money. It's all about the money and this stuff of uh, you know. Not only are they lying about the vaccine and its efficacy, and they're covering up the truth about the harm that it does, but now they're like, well. People aren't believing this stuff about the variants and the need to get vaccines. So let's create actual new variants. <laughs> you know, and while we're creating the variants, we'll be working on the vaccine. So we'll have it ready to sell. It's unbelievable, but isn't it? An example of how, uh, and I think everyone can relate to this because is there anyone that doesn't have, you know, someone in their life that's suffering with cancer? I mean, I, I could name off you know, half dozen, a dozen people, you know, just like that. But uh, I'll, I'll just talk about one. I've got a relative who has terminal cancer. And uh, 
oh, a couple months ago, they it was so bad they were saying, you know, uh, we're not even going to try chemo and radiation. Uh, you're you're going to die. And uh, then lo and behold, they said, well, we have we do have uh, something we can try here, and you know, some some new kind of pill, and uh, and said, okay, well. They started these treatments, but what they don't tell you is these pills, which uh, my relative has to take one a day, one pill a day of this new treatment, $20,000 per pill. Good Lord. Now, I'm here to tell you, uh, I, I'm a, a businessman, so I understand the concept of amortization, and I think you do too. Let's say Kevin Slayton uh, – owns Tully's Tap Room. He's the owner of Tully's Tap Room. And uh, somebody comes and says, hey, Kevin, uh, we've got this new uh, this new cappuccino machine that we can sell you. You can put it behind the bar there, and you can increase your sales, you know, for people that are going to buy uh, Slayton lattes. And you say, okay, how much? And they say, well, it's going to be $10,000. But this thing, oh, man, it's going to bring in all kinds of revenue. Well, you look at it and you say, okay, if for $10,000, I'm going to amortize that over so many Slayton lattes. How many do I need to sell and at what price? And, you know, if it came back that you were only going to sell, you know, 100 of these and you, you were going to have to, you know, sell your lattes at $1,000 a, a cup, uh, you'd say no thank you to the latte machine guy. Uh, same thing, you know, with these um, these medicines. You have to invest so much money in research and development to come up with these new medicines. And so you have to be able to sell so many pills at such a price, and you amortize that cost, and you have a time. Let's say Kevin had to borrow the $10,000, and you had to pay it back in five years. Okay, I can. I've got five years to sell so many cups of coffee at this price to make a profit. And I'm telling you, there's no business, I don't care if it's big farmer, there's no way that anyone would invest in something and say, we're going to have to sell this at $20,000 a pill. But they're doing it, so, you know, how does this happen? Well, you're in bed with the government. This uh, this fellow I'm talking about does not have the money, and nobody's insurance is going to pay $20,000 a pill per day. Uh, so what did he? he's on this because he has a grant. The government offered a grant. Now, where does the government get the money for this damn grant? From you and me. They steal it from the taxpayers. They funnel it back to Pfizer or whomever, and then Pfizer kicks it back to, you know, Biden and company and, and the Republican crooks, too. And it's just a big scam. And and then they have the nerve to tell you, oh, by the way, this $20,000 pill uh, a day pill is not going to save your life. You're still terminal, but it will extend your life by maybe up to three years, but you're going to be nauseous and in horrible misery for three years. So thank you very much, and uh, thank you, taxpayers, for allowing us to rip you off. That's how it, it works. It, it, it really is amazing. You hit it out of the ballpark. we got to run, Steve. Thanks, though. All right. Have a great weekend, and carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us up for the week, and we'll be back fighting a good fight for you again on Monday morning right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com in the Window World Kings Court. Don't forget to Google Kings Court Kevin Slayton. 
Click on the three buttons upper right-hand corner, hit follow, then scroll down to write a review where it says ratings and reviews and write us a review. Do the same on Spotify, but click on the bell icon, bell icon, and that will allow you to follow us, and it helps us out. Thank you for the week. Thank you for all of that kindness that you've showed on us to help us get where we are. We appreciate it. And we'll be back fighting that good fight for you Monday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.